Greetings, this is Ron Aguilera, and this is episode number 36 of the Pastor's Coach Podcast. I want to thank you again for joining me. We have all heard it said that as the leader goes, so goes the organization that they lead. And this is true for the church as well. You know, we've all seen it, right? We've all heard uh, or read about leaders who have lost their way. And and then we, we also see the disastrous effect that it's had on the organizations they lead. And the church is no exception, which often leaves us wondering why. You know, why did that happen? Or how did that happen to him or to her? And if we're privy to the answer, we find that it had to do with some patterns, uh, some behaviors uh, that were caused by their poor spiritual uh, and emotional health or the lack of attention to such, which leads us to the question, how can we be healthy pastors? How can we be healthy leaders, especially for the long haul? And then how do we navigate or insert those practices when you're feeling like you have no time, when you're feeling overwhelmed or when you're feeling anxious or when you're feeling tired and discouraged or beat up? Uh, well, over the years, I have had many conversations, both as a pastor who uh, journeyed with pastors, as a colleague, as an administrator. I've had many conversations with uh, individuals who have been challenged in this area and uh, asked that question, how can we be healthy? And I have pinpointed four key areas of focus that I believe will help uh, any pastor, any leader be successful for the long haul. Uh, four behaviors in pastors who have maintained a good level of spiritual health over the long haul, over a long period of time. So here they are. Uh, see if they make any sense to you. Uh, number one, uh, healthy pastors, particularly for the long haul again, have figured out a meaningful way to connect with God on a regular basis. Healthy pastors remember why it is they chose ministry in the first place. Uh, what was their initial driving motivator, which was a love for God, an appreciation of his redemptive work of grace in their lives. Often uh, the, the salvific process that they went through and, and feeling a calling for God or by God because of that. And then also their love for people and their concern for those close to them and even beyond and what their eternal destiny might uh, look like. Uh, sadly, though, not all pastors become pastors for these reasons. Yes, they love God, but usually uh, loving people's side is defined differently. Yes, they love people because they want them to come to church. Uh, they want them to come to God. They, they want them to, to be present. But often, pastors are driven by learning about God and then the desire to be upfront teaching what they have learned. Uh, and often doing so without the credibility that comes from walking with people, from loving people, from hearing people in their journey. It really becomes more about giving and not uh, journeying together. And if you've been in ministry for a long time, you have realized that the machinery of ministry, uh, that also the larger organization that we work for has the uncanny, uncanny capacity uh, to chip away at a pastor's love relationship with Jesus. Uh, 
because it often becomes about accomplishing certain metrics, uh, certain goals. And again, not that metrics are bad or goals are bad, but that becomes the driving factor, which often leads to frustration that then often leads to poor decisions. But healthy pastors, they rarely forget why they do what they do. And it's a love for God. It's motivated by their relationship with God. And so they prioritize that relationship. They feed that relationship. They understand the need uh, of knowing God versus doing God, meaning just spiritual activity. Healthy pastors put more time and effort into their relationship with God and figuring out how that what that journey looks like than acquiring more knowledge about God. Uh, loving God and knowledge about God are not the same thing. And uh, once they understand this, uh, it leads them to, to loving people in a way that honors God. So that's number one. Number two, healthy pastors have implemented a plan or a strategy to be emotionally healthy. Now, you may be thinking, yeah, that would be great, but how, how do I do that? What are some of the markers or indicators for that? Uh, well, healthy pastors uh, do that in various ways. One, they demonstrate calendar control. By the way, oftentimes each of these requires assistance from someone else to keep us accountable. Uh, but healthy pastors demonstrate calendar control. They, they make time for exercise, for hobbies, and for friendships, especially friendships outside of the uh, church structure and dynamic. Uh, they adopt healthy work and rest rhythms. They set and enforce appropriate relational boundaries, especially with uh, those of the opposite gender. See, healthy pastors take the personal responsibility for recharging and protecting their emotional batteries. Uh, when I talk to pastors about this, uh, pastors say, yeah, you know, the, the number one stressor, uh, the number one challenge is figuring out how to disconnect from work, how to separate the emotions and how to recharge. And healthy pastors learn how to do this. Uh, oftentimes needing someone else to help them in this journey and and to help them see the blind spots as uh, they they come upon them and they're able to then separate work uh, from personal life and home. Yes, that means typically your spouse is that other person who helps define what's healthy and what's not. What's not. And so healthy pastors take personal responsibility for both these things, having a healthy church uh, balance and home uh, focus. You know, I heard uh, someone put it this way. For every mile of road, there are two miles of ditch. I thought about that and thought, yeah, uh, that's true. One on each side, meaning we have to be aware and intentional about keeping our eyes on the road. Because not only can we get off road in one direction, but we'd be surprised to also go off road in a direction that we don't think we'd ever reach. Right. Um, and that's why there's those rumble strips just off the side of the road often. They're intended to jar you awake if you're drifting off-road. And so leaders, pastors, need spiritual and emotional rumble strips. And a big part of that is to have relationships that support and encourage and refresh. 
and uh, you know more on the 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 whole concept of rumble strips next week. Uh, but that's number two. Number three is healthy pastors lead from their identity, not for their identity. Let me say that again. Healthy pastors lead from their identity, not for their identity. And healthy pastors get their identity more from God than from the people that they serve. Right? If you're a pastor who loves Jesus, you identify with the fact that you're an adopted son or daughter who is unconditionally loved by a good, good father not by the recognition of others. And yet, when you're a pastor or you're a leader, it's easy to be captured by the thoughts of others, by, to be captured by pride or praise or position. And uh, it's, it's just the reality. Many pastors live on or off the comments of people. Uh, that's why many spend so much time, uh, sorry to kind of step on toes here, but spend so much time on Facebook and posting on Facebook and then waiting to see the number of likes and the amount of recognition that they might receive. Uh, and then they they feed off that. Uh, healthy pastors recognize that and then work on identity stuff. They wrestle with it. They find peace knowing their identity is rooted in who they are in God, not what they do for God. And then number four, healthy pastors share the load. You know, sharing the ministry load doesn't always come naturally for a pastor. And especially if you're a perfectionist and a pastor, man, you're double trouble, right? Um, because we hesitate to relinquish it because it may not be done as well as we think it should be done. But Jesus, the best leader of all time, took a different approach. He chose the 12. Then he demonstrated the work of the kingdom while they observed. And after that, he delegated ministry to them, fully empowered them to do the work of the kingdom. And so healthy pastors figure out a way to share the load and to um, have joy from that. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Uh, as always, I want to invite you to subscribe to this weekly podcast and to leave a review and then to join me next week to invite others uh, to come and discover this resource. And uh, if you want to contact me, if you want to ask a question, suggest a topic, you can do so at the pastor's coach at hotmail.com. That's the pastor's coach at hotmail.com. And uh, again, uh, thanks for joining me. Talk to you next week.